Hi, I'm Morgan. Welcome to More Games. I wanted to do this podcast to inspire people to go after their dreams and have a lifestyle they've always wanted for themselves. So I hope you come on this journey with me to hear from people that inspire me to be better. I hope they do the same for you. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on here today. I'm so excited to have you because um, I just think, well, we're similar in a lot of ways where we're, we grew up in small towns and we both moved out to LA to do personal training. So I, you know, I've known you for a long time. We worked at Equinox together for quite a while. Um, and I know a little bit about your background, but I actually don't know like a whole lot. Um, so I just thought it would be cool to have you on to share your story of where you came from and how you got to where you are today. So I know you're from Kansas, right? I am. I'm from Topeka, Kansas. Well, out, I say Topeka because no one knows where Barrington, Kansas is because it's a population of 3,000 people. Um, but I'm from Topeka, Kansas. Wow. 3,000 people. So everywhere you go, you know everybody pretty much. I mean, at that point, like people just don't really go anywhere because they go into Topeka, you know, like the, the, the city that I'm from is called Barryton, but Topeka is like five minutes down the road. So that's why I say Topeka because it's just, it's, it's literally right there. So, but yeah, I'm from Kansas. Oh, so how was it growing up? You were the only girl, right? You have brothers. Yes, I have, I'm in the middle of four boys. So growing up was fun. Um, It was hard at times, but I obviously wouldn't trade it for the world. And now, you know, growing up, I had four brothers that were very protective of me. And now we're the best of friends, which is nice because I know that some, some families like are, you know, broken and all that as they get older. Um, but with us, we've only grown closer and I almost in a weird way think that we're closer now that I'm in California. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I do feel that same way about my sister though. I have one sibling, a younger sister Mm -hmm. who's five years younger. And because of the age difference, um, we weren't super close in my teenage years. And then I moved out at 17 and she was just, (coughs) sorry, she was just starting high school. Yeah, I feel like we kind of, even though I wasn't too far away, I feel like I kind of missed that whole, Mm -hmm. um, like part of her life. And it wasn't until I kind of moved to LA and she got married and had a baby that now we're like closer than ever. So it's like, that happens. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just feel like since I've moved out here, I've, and maybe it's because you only have the phone to like go by. So your, your relationships have to continue through nothing but like talk. You can't be there and just like sit, sit with each other and hang out. You have to actually like call each other and talk to each other. So in a weird way, I think that's what it is. And obviously I have so many nieces and nephews too at, at this point that I want to do nothing but FaceTime them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the hard part about being out here is that they're all, they're all there and I'm here. But yeah, I get that. I am the same way with my niece. And then I have a nephew on the way and I just, Oh, wanna- she's having a boy. Yeah, she's having a boy. So I get one of each. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, is she going to be done after this, or is she going to try for more? I think she's done after this. Yeah? I mean, she's got both. Might as well just Yeah. I think that's what we were going for, and now they're like, okay, we have one of each. We're done. I'm pretty Yeah, we're good. We're good, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
So you grew up with all these boys. Um, were you a tomboy or were you a girly girl or kind of both? Um, I was kind of both. I, I was into sports, so I played a lot of sports and I danced. So I kind of was like tomboy, played, with, played the sports with the boys and tried to fit in with them, but then also a girly girl because I definitely liked my dancing and you know my dance classes and everything and dressing up like a princess and doing dance shows for my parents. So I would say 50-50 for sure. Wow, that's hot. So when did you end up getting into training? Um, so I kind of helped my mom lose 150 pounds. Like this was 10 plus years ago. Cause it's before I moved out here. And then when I came out here, I knew that fitness was something I've always loved and I wasn't really into it like training wise, but I liked training my mom. So I liked training, you know, people that I was comfortable with training and then I started working out at 24 Hour Fitness in Arcadia, California, because that's where I lived when I first moved out here. And the manager was just kind of like, you're, you seem to know what you're doing. We just opened. We're hiring trainers. And at that point in my life, I just moved out here. And I was kind of like, okay, might as well try it. And then so I got certified and I started training. And then I just kind of fell into it. And I have loved it ever since. And that was... 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Wow. So you didn't move out here to do training? No, I actually worked for, I, I did customer service for a website and I had two of my guy friends lived out in LA and I was like, I was like, okay, I want to come visit. I had just gotten out of a breakup and I was just kind of like, what am I doing with my life? came to visit my guy friends and just fell in love with it. And I went home and I was like, I'm going to move to LA. And then six months later I moved to LA. Wow. Yeah. How did your family take that? Mm, that's a whole other, that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. No, um, they're good with it now that I'm married and they love my husband to death. But before it was very hard. It was very hard on my mom. Cause I'm the only girl. And so it was hard for her out of all of our kids. She's like, my one baby girl has to leave because all of my brothers live within like a half a mile radius of my parents, which is pretty crazy. But um, when I moved to California, it was not taken well at all, but they kind of sort of got over it as I, I mean, I have one brother that didn't talk to me for like the first like three, four months that I lived out here because he was mad at me. And it's funny because that brother is the one that I didn't get along with the most growing up. Like him and I were at it like 24 seven and he was the one that was the most mad at me for, for moving to California. So, so interesting how that works out. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so you quit doing the, um, the customer service and then I did. got into to training. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started at 24 hour fitness and trained there for three and a half years. And then I had a guy friend of mine that was a trainer at Equinox. Um, and he, I went to work out with him one day and it was, it was weird. It was kind of like the same thing that the manager at 24 hour fitness did. Like, he was like, Hey, you want a job? Cause t as you know, Equinox had opened like three months before that. I was like, okay, I guess I'm changing my, my tune and going to, uh, going to Equinox instead of 24. Cause I was kind of like, like I was always, I always wanted change. Like I always wanted something to look forward to. 
And since I was at 24 hour fitness for three and a half years, I was like, I think it's a sign. Like I'm one of those people that believes in science. Like it's a sign that I should be here. It's a sign that I came to work out. It's a sign that he asked me if I wanted a job. So I just kind of took a leap of faith and started working at Equinox where I met you. Yep. And it was fun. I mean, it was so much fun. I I was there for six years, almost seven, I guess. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I learned a lot. I'm sure you learned a lot. Oh yeah. Um, But within the good thing about Equinox is they have, you know, high-end clientele that really, I mean, and these people become like family to you and your Mm -hmm. clients, you know, become family to you. Um, and we, I think both have gotten really great opportunities because of relationships at Equinox. Um, I knew after the six years that I was there, like, I just knew going, like, there was a while where every day I went, I like dreaded it. And I'm like, every meeting we had, I was like, oh, an hour felt like five. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm way past my time here. And I had decided to like take my clients and go private and just Mm -hmm. try it on my own, which was really scary. But I feel like um, I made the right decision for me. And I felt like, wow, why didn't I do this years ago? Why did I stay so long? But to me, it was like a false sense of security. Um, So when I know that you left shortly after me. So when was that moment where you felt like, okay, I've gotten everything out of Equinox that, uh, that I could get. And I'm, t- I'm, it's time to like move on. Right. Um, right. I, you know, it's funny. There wasn't a moment inside of me that said like, I think it's time to move on. It was my clients that were like, why are you still here? Like, we want to go. Why, why don't you, you know what I mean? Like they kind of warmed me up to the idea of taking away that safety net and just jumping all in. And like, all of them were like, we have gyms at our house. Like, why are you not coming to our house? Um, so they kind of like warmed me up to that idea. And then I just, once again, took another leap of faith. I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I could be doing so much better for myself. Um, outside of Equinox and on my own. So I did. And I kind of just never looked back. I I quit in August of 2018. And that was it for me. Like I was done. Mm -hmm. And it it was one of those things that I never regretted it. Like I never felt like probably should have put in a little bit more time. Like I almost like am kicking myself thinking, wow, if I've done this much since I quit, like what could I have done if I would have quit sooner, you know, but obviously everything timing is everything and it has to be the right time to move on. And it finally was so five years and it was. Yeah, that's great. Um, my clients were the same. Like I had a a client that I still have where I train the whole family. Yeah. Um, and the, the husband, the dad was like, do you know how much I pay Equinox a month to have my family train here? Like, what are you doing here? I could be paying you this. Like I know. And, and a lot of my, and so I was nervous that the rest of my clients wouldn't come with me. So I started to feel around and I'm like, so would you guys be and like going with me if I, and they're like, well, yeah, you're the only reason I'm still here. I have home, like, let's go. And and I took all of them with me and I'm like, wow, I, 
why didn't I, yeah, why didn't I do this so much earlier? But, you know, yeah, timing is everything. Absolutely. Um, and it's been great. And now with this pandemic, it's like, thank God that we left when we did because oh, absolutely. one of those trainers are, are struggling because mm-hmm. obviously the gyms have been closed. And yeah, um, so that that's another thing. How has training been um, with this pandemic? At first it was like, there were so many unknowns. Like, do you come over to my house? Do I train you from afar? Do you do some push-ups in the grass? Like, how are we doing this? Um, and then once people started gaining the COVID-15 or whatever we're going to call it, um, everyone's like, where are you at? I need you. I don't care about this. Like we have got to get to work and, you know, and so I go, it's been good now. The first couple months was definitely like definitely a struggle because no one really knew what to do or, or, you know, what they're supposed to do and what, what they're not supposed to do. So the first couple months was a struggle, but then after that, we just kind of started, I started training them again. And there's a couple of people that I'll wear a mask in front of, um, while I'm training them, that's just, they want, they feel more comfortable, but then a few of them are just like, no, as long as we stay, keep our distance, we're good, you know, and they're, they're good. So now it's been great. Like it's better than ever, but there was definitely a period where I, we had to go through a bit of a, an adjustment period. Right. So. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Cause in the beginning I was busier than ever. Um, mm-hmm. but most of my clients wanted to do zoom, which uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, actually ended up working out better for me because I could fit in more people. I didn't have to take into consideration the LA traffic and drive time. So right. I was able to kind of book people back to back and, um, and then throughout this process, like this whole thing, I have a lot of clients whose businesses have taken a hit from COVID. And so they're like, Oh, I got to cut back. or They're just tired of doing, you know, they're tired of doing it over zoom, but they don't, really feel comfortable having me there yet and they're not you know mm-hmm. so and then I have some elderly clients that can't do either one so it's been like like you know in zoom or in person or over zoom so it's it's been interesting it's definitely been like a roller coaster of like being really busy and then not so busy and yeah busy and not so busy so it'll be interesting to see like how this plays out and then when gyms open back up like you know, who knows, but getting new clients in this pandemic has been interesting. (laughs) And and I've done a couple, but it's just like kind of, it's, it's like word of mouth. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting not meeting them in person. Right. Like straight up going to zoom and just trying to get to know each other. Oh, you got, oh, you, I misunderstood. You got new clients through like strictly zoom. Like you have not physically seen them in person. Right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Cause I've gotten a couple of, um, new pregnant clients, but I will go to their house with a mask on very socially distant. Um, but even that is weird. So I can only imagine for you on zoom, like even going to a brand new person's house, you're like, what's up? I'm Rebecca. I'll be training you. Let's get started. You know, like it's, it's definitely awkward at first but then you just you know you kind of warm up to each other but zoom I feel like would be a little bit more difficult it is it's a little more difficult Um, yeah yeah and then I had a client like move to Thailand so that his kids can go to school because 
they have citizenship there. And so they are. Oh my gosh, that's cool. So he gave his son the rest of his sessions. And so now I'm like training his son and I'd never met him before. So we're like in mass in the gym, but like separate. I'm like, what's up over there? Like, (laughs) so it's more. Yeah. Um, so then I also, I saw that you're doing like bands and you have some products now that you're selling. So how did you get into all of that? Yeah. So, um, what was it? I want to say sometime at Equinox, like my motto is be inspired to inspire. So B I T I. And at one point at Equinox, it was our friend Andre, actually, he was like, why don't you do t-shirts? I was like, okay, I could do t-shirts. Like, I'm just kind of like a, okay, why not? Um, but I also, that is also met with like me being a perfectionist. So unless something's perfect, I won't put it out there. And that's like, it's been a struggle for me because it's like, again, I, I love putting new things out there, but I kind of kick myself unless it's perfect. I won't, I won't put it out there. And so I started with t-shirts. I started very small. I started just super conservative. I ordered 12 t-shirts and I sold 12 t-shirts and then I ordered 24 t-shirts and then I sold those 24 and I just went so on and so forth. And then I realized like, okay, I'm in the fitness industry. I constantly give people a link to the little mini bands, like just like just any, any mini band that I could find. And I was like, I've given out so many links. Like, why don't I just make my own bands? And so I started making my own little, you know, the little stretchy mini bands. Um, And then I went on to make, I'm like, what's the next best thing after this? So I made the glute bands, like the fabric, the thick fabric bands. And then I was like, well, I need matching stuff. So I made scrunchies like to match the band because everyone puts their hair up when they work out. So I made scrunchies to match the bands. And then during this pandemic, I made masks. So I have a few different things that are out there, but, um, but yeah, they all have to do with my brand, which is be inspired to inspire. They all say bitty on them. So that's kind of just kind of what I go by. And I, I love where I'm at now. I love how much it's grown, but I also love that I didn't just like, I didn't give up on that. You know what I mean? Like it it was never a dream of mine to sell fitness product, but when it happened, I was like, this is really cool, you know? And it's more than anything, I want to inspire people. And that's like the ultimate goal. So whether or not I sell them a band, I hope that I at least like kind of send some inspiration their way, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And where can they find your stuff? So my website is Bitty Brand, B-I-T-I-B-R-A-N-D.com. So BittyBrand.com, you can find it, all of it on there. And yeah, you can see what I'm all about. <laughs> So where do you have this idea of, I know you're, you kind of like seem like the type of person kind of like me that kind of just goes with the flow and like, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. Yes. You have like a a vision for where you want your brand to go and your business to go. Do you like have this dream of owning your own gym or making workout videos or like, are you cool just doing what you're doing or what's your goal for the future? I mean, right now I'm fairly content. I, I, I always am trying to figure out something new that I can do. Like I would love to build an app someday. And so, cause the hardest thing about me being here and my family being in Kansas, it's like, 
you know, if my family who I want to help out more than anybody, if they want to train with me, it's very hard to train them. So I want to eventually someday build an app um, for my people to be able to train with me, not just my family, but anyone around the world. And um, as far as my brand goes, like my, my stuff that I sell, I, I'm just building like right now, I just came out with a a holiday collection for the the glute bands like the fabric bands so those will be released sometime in november before thanksgiving and i'm just kind of going going flying by the seat of my pants and figuring out where life takes me each and every day and i would love to get into like apparel someday but that's a whole other beast mm-hmm. um so it just kind of depends it depends on on how i'm feeling and what i can really see what I love. But as far as like, like a lot of trainers are like, I want to open my own gym. I've never really been like that. I've never really wanted to open my own gym. I've never really had that as like a passion in the back of my head of something that I want to do. Like if I, if I was given millions of dollars, opening a gym is not something that I would do with that. Like I just, I haven't. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I am getting into the apparel and it is a beast. It is a lot of work. It's very expensive. I'm like, okay, this is a little funny. But yeah, um, so I'm with you on that. A gym has just never been. I Working at Equinox and seeing what all goes into it and like how hard the managers and the higher ups work and like, and then just like, you know, seeing our friends that have opened gyms and how hard it is to keep it going. Like that does not sound... at all I'll just like yeah you would kind of lose like I don't want to lose my passion of fitness by opening a gym I don't want to end up hating fitness because you know opening a gym and like god forbid it fails or something like that I just it's not something I love training I love my clients I love being one-on-one and I love helping if I opened a gym I feel like that would be like I would be robbed of that if that makes sense yeah it takes away from the passion of like why you got into it and the one-on-one relationship that you build with people and absolutely um, yeah and then I was gonna talk to you about I saw that you posted the other day a photo of of your legs of um like cellulite that you've been dealing with which I thought was really cool because you know a lot of people out there on you know looking at social media at influencers like you um assume that you're just perfect and they look at at you know influencers and models and actors and think gosh why can't I look like them or they you know they can't relate to me and um, so I thought it was very cool that you put that out there to say you know what like yeah I work really hard I eat super healthy um you know I have a great this is my lifestyle it's not just something that I do like this is my lifestyle but I still have struggles that are out of my hands like this is just how it is. And so I thought that was really cool. What made you after all these years kind of post that and talk about it? So it's been a roller coaster for me. I think as society, especially us as women, we get this, um, we get this some sort of like unrealistic expectation and we are all trying to reach that expectation. And you'll see a lot of people on Instagram There's no, I I hate saying an in-between, but I was just talking to my client about this earlier. There's no real in-between. We have fit, really skinny girls on social media. Kudos to them. Amazing. They look great, whatever. 
And then you have the plus size category where it's like body positivity and they just own it. Like good for them. They own it. But then there's no real middle ground. There's no like kind of sort of fit, but not so fit, but feels fit and isn't confident. Like there's no sort of in between. And I categorize myself as definitely in between. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I have a terrible body. I, I love my body and I've worked very hard for my body. But because I've worked hard for my body, I don't want women to think that I don't struggle with the everyday stuff like other, like a lot of women do. And so when I posted that, like, that's been like, honestly, like eight years in the making. And when I posted it, I did not think I was going to get as much love as I did. And then kind of like going back to the whole job thing, like, I almost like was kicking myself for not posting it sooner. And I knew like, it wasn't a matter of I didn't. I knew that people would relate. I knew there would be some, some women out there. Like, I know how you feel good for you, all that stuff. But I didn't want to post it. Cause I didn't want the world to see that side of me. Like I didn't want to, what the world to see. Cause I'm a trainer. Like I shouldn't in my head, I used to think like I shouldn't have cellulite because I'm a trainer. I shouldn't have struggles because I should be tip top shape all the time and always on with it. And that's just completely false. Like that's not, us as trainers at all, you know, we all have our struggles. So I just kind of wanted to, I guess, show that side of me too. And it's still a struggle. It's not like I posted that and said, Oh, I love my cellulite. It was, this is what I struggle with on the daily. I can lose a million pounds and I'm still, I still have cellulite. So I just wanted to kind of like, I guess, shed light on some stuff that isn't really that much talked about. Um, and I'm all for body positivity, but when it came to my mentality, that's, what's kind of like, that's what gets in the way all the time. Yeah. It's an insecurity, but I, I am so glad that you put that out there because, you know, it, it's just, it shows that, you know, you're relatable, that we're all, we all have things that, um, kind of bother us and, yeah. and that we don't really talk about a whole lot. Like social media is kind of the highlights and all of the other stuff kind of like gets hidden. So um, it's cool that you put that out there. And I completely feel you. There was a long time there at Equinox where like I went through a lot of stuff because I, you know, like I was in a, a car accident. And so I lost half my small intestines and part of my colon and my part of my spleen. And um, I just don't digest food um, the way that like others do. And so when I'm you know, learning from other trainers about what to eat. And I was like killing myself trying to do these diets right. where, um, you know, like you wake up and you've got, you know, egg whites and, and then you have like chicken and rice and you have, you know, fish and you have, you know, mm-hmm. and these like typical bodybuilder diets and I'm trying them and I'm like starving myself and killing myself. And I just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and like lifting heavy, like super heavy um, where I was super strong, but I still didn't look the way that I wanted to. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, people aren't going to take me seriously as a trainer, but I'm trying really hard and I'm doing what everyone says I'm supposed to. And it wasn't until I found a holistic doctor that said, well, the reason why you're not seeing the results is because none of this works for your body. And so once he got me on the supplements I needed to be on and then told me, well, with your blood type and with your like genetic makeup, you're not supposed to have 
eggs. You're not supposed to have chicken. All the stuff. You're actually supposed to be vegetarian, if not vegan. Wow. Um, and it wasn't until I completely changed my diet, which was so hard to do, being used to eating the way that I was, to get rid of all of that. Took a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of um, really hard, still to this day, like going to my family's house and they're eating like all this good food and in and out. And I'm like, okay, I don't eat any of that anymore because I know that my body doesn't like it. And now I feel it like I can't digest it. And so that was my problem. And so it took a lot of trial and error that people didn't see or that I didn't talk about. Um, and that was a huge insecurity for me because I'm like, it looks like I'm just eating whatever I want and that's not the case or like that I'm not working out and I'm actually really strong. And, and so it took a while for me to figure that out and then just kind of accept like, okay, this is what it is. It's a trial and error and I'm figuring it out. And, and uh, a lot of girls don't see that, that process. So they just see like, you know, you look great and you can't relate to me. And so that's a part of the reason why I want to do this podcast is just to inspire people and have them see a different side that they may not see on social media. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And also too, like one of the biggest, I mean, you know, this as a trainer, like one of the biggest questions we get is, well, what do you eat in a day? And I'm just like, well, first of all, what I eat in a day is probably most likely completely different than what you should eat in a day. Um, meaning like every body type is different. So I always tell them the same thing. I always say, see, see a nutritionist and see what works for your body type. Cause I'm not going to ever put out a meal plan that just says eat chicken for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and make sure you get protein with each, with each meal and make sure you get all this animal protein. When if, if someone looks at that, like you, um, who a doctor says you're actually supposed to be vegetarian, that's why you're not seeing any results then that's on me. Like I feel bad as a trainer, someone that told them to eat like that. So I always say just like, make sure you get to know your body type and talk to the professionals, talk to a nutritionist. Yes. Trainers can give you recommendations, but they cannot tell you what your body's doing when you digest stuff. They can't tell you what your digestive system is doing when you put certain stuff in your mouth. So definitely talk to like professionals too and figure it out and kind of go from there. Right. Yeah. And then when I realized when he had me cut all that out, if I introduced something back in, I would realize more than ever that my, your body tells you what it likes and what it does. Oh, absolutely. For an example, I would eat a banana and I would feel really bloated, really bloated. And I'd see the difference and I'd feel the difference. And and I was like, okay, my body can't digest that for whatever reason. So I got to cut it out. And when you really pay attention, like your body does tell you. So for those of you that um, think, you know, I can't afford a holistic doctor or I don't know who to go to. I can't afford a nutritionist. Um, I tell them at that point, like your body will tell you maybe cut out dairy, cut out meat, cut out all that for a couple of weeks, and then just introduce one thing back in your diet at a time. And Absolutely. it will tell you more than ever, like, I don't like this, or, yes. or maybe you're fine with it. So um, yeah. but I'm same boat, like, that's the hardest question I get is, well, what do you eat? Okay, I could tell you what I eat. But like, it's not, first of all, not going to be easy, because my diet's really hard. Like, even mm-hmm. for me still, it's hard. And um, it might not work for you. And that's the thing, like being that person that had that experience of paying 
trainers or, or nutritionists that weren't really nutritionists to, to go, um, you know, like make me a meal plan. So, and okay. And then being on it forever and kind of, it's really hard and killing myself and then just not getting the results. It's right. such a struggle. So it's like, just go to the people that you know can help. Absolutely. And like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I also want to talk about you got married recently. Congratulations. Thank you. We got married on Zoom in uh, June, June 9th. Congratulations. We were just kind of at the point where we're just like, let's just do it. Yeah, because you guys had your wedding kind of planned and then COVID happened. Yeah, we were supposed to get married August 29th of this year, August 29th, 2020. Um, and then COVID happened and we're kind of like, we would feel absolutely terrible if we went forward with the wedding and someone, you know, got sick or got COVID. So we just thought it was best for everyone to just postpone the ceremony till next year. Um, and then we're kind of just like, why are we waiting though to actually just get married? So we went ahead and got married in June. Um, just over Zoom with the county clerk, and she put her little judge's robe on. She's like, all right, let's do it. So that was kind of fun, and in a weird way, it was almost more special than what it would have been, um, just because it was so intimate. Like, it was literally just my husband and I. So um, it was really nice. And then we're going to do the ceremony. I believe we're going to do it next June. So we're going to do the fun stuff later. But we went ahead and got married. I think that's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. It doesn't feel like different or anything, but I think once we um, like have the ceremony and all, you know, all that fun stuff, I think it'll feel a little different. It'll feel like we actually really did it. Um, And then obviously after that comes the babies and everything. So yeah. Good. So you guys are planning on having kids uh, in the next few years. Yes. Yeah. We'll stay in the next few years. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I love Jared. Jared actually um, introduced me to Ben, who's producing this lovely podcast. Thanks, Ben. Uh, so, yeah. And then I kind of helped introduce you to. And so it's like we're all just like in this like really cool, tight circle, which is. Yeah. Awesome. And Absolutely. how long have you guys been together? Because you guys met at Equinox. We met in 2015. The end of 2015 is when we met at Equinox. Yeah, because I remember you in the break room, you're like, so I have this friend. (laughs) And I was like, wait, does he look like this? And I described Jared to you. And you're like, yeah, his name's Jared. He comes in here around 10 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And I was like, give him my number, give him my address, whatever you need to give him, I'm all in. Like, give him whatever you need to. So I love that. I I still remember where we were at when he – you know, he was talking about you and, and I'm like, you know, I think you guys would be great together. And we were by the stairs downstairs and you were training and I'm like, you guys would be perfect. I'm telling you, like, you guys would be great. And he was like, really? Do you think she'd be interested in me? I'm like, well, I'll ask her, but I'm sure. And then, uh, yeah. And then I asked you and I'm just so glad that it worked out. It's like my one and only setup and it worked out. You did good. You did good. <laughs> you but, definitely are a good matchmaker, at least for me. <laughs> well, you're the only one so far, so we'll see. Okay. Well, you're you're one for one. Good job. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it's been cool to see you guys in your relationship and all the fun trips you guys have taken. You guys like to travel a lot. We love to travel. That's what's been so hard about COVID is like, well, where can we take a road trip to now? You know, um, we do. We love traveling. And there's so many places. He used to travel when he was younger. Uh, he's been literally everywhere in the world. I have not been everywhere in the world, not even close to it. So I, there's a lot of stuff that he wants to show me. Um, but we'll have to do that someday. Obviously not anytime soon, but hopefully we can, after, you know, after our wedding next year, we can do a little kickoff by going on our honeymoon summer fun and then, and then continuing to travel after that. But yeah, we love traveling. Good. Yeah. I, um, I also, I, I want to travel more as well. And, um, it's just so, it's so tough because on one hand I'm like, great, I'm doing zoom uh with most of my clients so I could actually work from anywhere so let's exactly. like exactly you know and and then with COVID I'm like oh wait <laughs> like we can do a small thing called a pandemic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like you can go to Mexico it's funny because we were gonna go to Mexico for my birthday which was middle of September and we were gonna go but then I got I literally got to my two new pregnant clients like a week before we were going to go. And I was like, wait, I cannot travel to a country that's never been locked down before. And like, be like, Hey, by the way, I know you're pregnant, but I'm going to go to Mexico real quick. I'll be back. Like, that's just not fair. So that was kind of unrealistic or it became unrealistic of us going. So we went to Vegas instead, which is funny because Vegas honestly was cleaner than LA. I swear. Like it was so clean. I would, yeah, if you're doing all Zoom, I would just hang out in Vegas. Like, it is, I mean, none of the clubs are open. The strip is kind of like, eh, probably don't stay out and, you know, hang out on the strip. But as far as, like, the hotels go, they were so clean. And they were so respectful of, like, I mean, they wipe, they were wiping down everything. It was really nice. Oh, wow. I'll have to go. Yeah. I'm going to Vegas yeah. in a minute. I know we didn't really like, we didn't really want to go, but then when we got there, we we're like, this is kind of fun. Like it was fun that there wasn't a lot of people there. There was fun that it was, you know, it, it, cause the hotel only books, I think they said it was either 30% or 50% capacity, which is really nice. Cause you don't, you kind of feel like you're the only ones, but, and we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, came back Sunday. Thursday was nice. Friday was nice. Saturday got a little bit busy but it still wasn't like normal Vegas, you know? Yeah. That's been the interesting thing is, is going different places during this pandemic and seeing how it, it just is, it's such a different feel because there's nobody there. Like yeah. my boyfriend uh, kind of surprised me and took me to downtown Disney. And then we went, we were in Orange County and the movie theaters are open there. So he took me I saw that. and I was like, at first I was a little nervous, but we get there and they're so careful, um, in downtown Disney and there's hardly anybody there. So mm -hmm. we just like, we ate and we had a little dessert and we walked around we did some yeah. shopping and, um, and then we go to this movie theater and there was one other couple in the theater on the complete opposite end of the theater from us. And I'm like, this is crazy. But it's nice. Cause it's like, he rented out the whole theater for you. That's how I felt. I felt yeah. that way. I'm like, is this legal? Are we doing something wrong? Right. <laughs> what did you see? Oh my gosh. We saw, it was actually pretty terrifying. We didn't realize like how intense it was going to be, but we saw, um, unhinged 
and it was about like road runners. And it it took place in LA, and um, so so in the beginning, like they're showing real clips of road rage, like ending badly. And that's what the entire movie was about, was this guy who had really bad road rage. His wife had um, had an affair with this guy, and so I won't, like, give it away, but he just had a really bad day, and the wrong person honked at him for not going on a green light, and that's what kind of kicked off the movie. And he basically, like, stole her phone when she was at the gas station and started just kind of off her whole family and like oh my god yeah and i'm like this is really intense was that your first movie movie experience with him yes and that's another weird thing is i we've been together for over three months and we hadn't seen a movie thank you we hadn't seen a movie together we haven't done really anything like that because you can't like you literally it's gonna it's gonna be so fun when everything opens back up because you guys are gonna like start dating all over again. Yeah, kind. Of. I mean, he's really creative, which is yeah. great. Like our first real date. Um, he knows I want to go to Italy. That's where my family's from, and I've never been. So we had talked about that. Our first like meetup was on a hike because we're trying to think of like what we could do and and, you know and so we go on a hike and I told him I really want to go to Italy so our first like real date he takes me to um to Long Beach for a gondola ride which I didn't even know they had and he packed this whole basket with like snacks and drinks and a blanket he bought at Target and he's like had it all ready and he's like, well, and it was on 4th of July. And he's like, well, I know that you want to go to Italy. But I thought, well, first of all, we can't go. And second of all, that'd be a little intense for first date. So I thought yeah. we'd here and see how it goes. And I just thought it was so perfect. It was 4th of July. There were fireworks everywhere. And it was a full moon. And I'm like, this is so magical. And he's been so great at these creative dates. But it is going to be interesting because I told him the other day, I've I don't know your life outside of a pandemic and you don't know mine. Like I used to be way more busier than this. I don't know if I would have the time to like see you as much or, but now with this, I realized that um, I don't have to work as hard as I was before. Like going all these different, all day long, going back and forth from like the Valley to the West side to you know, and just kind of all over the place, six days a week. I'm like, no, you know what? I can simplify my life a little bit, have a life outside of work. And there's other important things, more important things in life than just work. So this has actually like made me see a lot of um, things that I want to do differently, even when this pandemic is over. Yeah. So, but I love that. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Like, I think that you guys, like I said, I feel like it'll be like a fresh, a re, not a reset or a restart, but like you guys get to experience it all over again. But also with this pandemic, you guys have had to like, he's had to be creative, you know, and it's cool to see that side of him because before it would have been so easy, but now it's like, he's, he's met with like a little bit of a challenge, which means that he obviously really likes you because I don't think any man would put in that kind of effort if he didn't feel strongly about somebody. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of nice because you get to see a different side of him that you may or may not have been able to see before. Yeah. 
Well, I'm about to like shock everybody because this just will take it to the next level because nobody really knows this, I don't think. But he actually wore long distance. So to top it off from that, he lives in Fresno and he drives three and a half hours here every other week and then I'll drive there. So it's like, it's, you know, LA, it's hard enough to find someone that will even come from like the West side to the Valley or vice versa. Oh, yeah. And, and we both drive three and a half hours, like one way to see each other. And then on top of it, plan these like dates for each other. Um, And so this last time he came, it's the second time he's met my family. That's a six and a half hour drive for him. And he came and he saw my family and I planned this whole winery trip where we went to a winery and we had great Italian food and we got ice cream and massages and like had this whole day and then spent time with my family um but it's it's been really cool to to this whole like the the positive thing I guess about this pandemic is we had to first of all with with that like you know with the pandemic and being long distance we got to know each other first on zoom you know facetime or zoom and um really got to know each other and and appreciate each other and so then you know it's kind of um it's been different in a great way where it's not just physical you know we actually like get to know each other and have this like love and respect for each other already and it feels like we've known each other a lot longer than we have because we talk so much and it's been great that's awesome. Congratulations. That's so cool. I'm excited for you because I know like just working at Equinox with you, I saw all your struggles and with, and I know it's one thing is very apparent with you. You love love. Like you, you are a sucker for love and it's just nice because like, I feel like finally, like you're you're getting to your that's reciprocated reciprocated and it's so nice to hear that from you because i've seen the roller coaster of of you know just love and you know one day this one day that whatever but now to hear that from me that makes me really happy for you so that's that's awesome congrats Thank you so much i just needed a pandemic that's all i needed that's all you needed you just needed the whole world to shut down so you could find the real you and you could find you that's it exactly it I'm sorry that everyone was inconvenienced by it, but yeah, I'm so sorry, but I'm in love now. So we're good. So this can be over now. We can go back. To yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So what's next for you? So, so you're training now. I know you're training um, a bunch of pregnant women. I feel like I got pregnant people like crazy. You should specialize in that. Make it not. Yeah, seriously. One of the best things I ever did for myself was get pre pre postnatal post prenatal certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah. 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 So you're just gonna continue to um, Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna continue to torture the ones that are not pregnant and be nice to the ones that are pregnant until after they get birth and then it'll be time to go go in. Um and yeah, just continue to work with my people and love what I do and build my brand as much as I can. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, I'm so happy for you that everything's going well. And uh, that you just got married, and, and that's so exciting. So, um, thanks. I appreciate that, and I'm happy for you too. That's so exciting. 
Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you when this is all over. I'm sure we'll all uh, get together. And Yeah, I want to meet your new man. Yeah, let's go on a double date. Seriously. Let's <laughs> Great. do it. Thank you so much, Rebecca, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Have a good day. Thank you, you too. Bye. All right, bye.